0: Really like <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Welcome
1: to the Jesus and Paula show. This is Apostle Ashley and we you caught us. We're talking business, rolling out new things. Let's hey, if you're home because you can't get out of your house, join us. Share this broadcast. If people want to know the truth, tell them. Doctor Paul Price is going in on the truth, whatever. That subject of truth is we are going all the way in I tell you what uh, being locked up in a cave is very productive for people like dr. price which means we really get to enjoy the fruits of freeze frozen okay the, the fruits of frozen and so let's kick off with what's happening in June here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Our annual Tulsa Prophetic Training Institute, June 16th through the 19th, Tulsa, Oklahoma. You will see there on your screen registration is open and you can go right to drpaulaaprice.com and click on events and you can register for the Tulsa Prophetic Training Institute. You Your family, we're going to have our youth event, our youth conference. We're able to expand it (coughs) this year because we have space, space, space. And so um, be ready because you'll also be able to choose a training track in the coming weeks. So if you register now, you'll get a follow-up email later saying what training track do you want to be in in the evening sessions. We're going back to the way we used to do it, breakouts, different classrooms, smaller groups, activities, speakers, all that kind of good stuff happening this year at the Tulsa Prophetic Training Institute. Hello to everyone who is logging on. Look at her scrolling down on you being able to register for TPTI, uh, Tulsa Prophetic Training Institute. We are lining up our guest speakers, and so our flyer is going to be rolling out, but you can, you know you can register for an event before the flyer is done. I just want to say you can register for an event before the flyer is done. You know Dr. Paul Price is going to be there. What else do you need? <laughs> okay. And there's always somebody quality who will be with us at our events. So you don't have to wait for the flyer in order to register. You don't have to wait for the hotel information to register. There will be a hotel. The event is at our church. Yes. It is at our church in Tulsa we will have a hotel with a room block you will need to provide your own transportation whether by friend by lyft by uber by angel however you get around in the city or your own car if you're driving you will need to have transportation from whatever hotel we use to the church and back we are not providing transportation for you We're we're not doing that okay So we're not coordinating anything on your end as far as how you're getting here and where you're staying when you're getting here. Now, listen, I understand coming by faith. We prefer that you do not tell us you are here and you have no idea how you're going to get from here, wherever here is, and you have nowhere to stay and you have no food, money, but God will provide and you're calling us. Let's be responsible with our faith. Unless that's just how your life works with God, where you always go to the street call straight and there is somebody there waiting with a car. If that is not you, please, please, please don't spring these kind of things on us. I beg you. Seriously. (laughs) So God is doing many things. There is time to fundraise if you need to fundraise, to work out, whatever you need to work out to get here. There are many ways to travel. If your ideal way is not possible, then go to plan B. I really don't like to drive. Well, what do you want more, to be comfortable at home missing the conference or to be here? Find a friend. Well, I really don't like this person. Do they like to drive? Then you should like that and make it so and make it happen. Uh, we know people who have driven 20 hours straight by themselves to get here. And so if you want it badly enough, you will make it happen legally. And <coughs> share And not going to say, hey, and not going to say, well, God told me, no, not to do something illegal, all right? And not to manipulate, do not manipulate people, do not do any of those things that happen. Yes, be responsible with your faith. That's right. Okay. (laughs) So TPTI, you want to register for the Tulsa Prophetic Training Institute. November was on fire. The apostolic summit that we had, the near summit, man, and I'm not sure if it was just because we were just moving into our new place. Or what? But it was on fire. You don't want to miss that moment. Okay, so what's new from the world of Dr. Price? Like I said before, uh, Dr. Price being locked down in the snow and can't move in the ice and everything, she gets very productive and creative. And so the first thing that we're rolling out is the Soul Now. You've heard us talk about Soul Sunday. Let's talk soul Sunday. Second Sunday of the month, Dr. Price does it just for our congregation. And anybody in Tulsa or the surrounding areas who wants to drive in, fly in, come on in. in uh, Sunday afternoon. Second Sunday, she goes straight in on the soul. Well, guess what? We're rolling that out now for, uh, to be available for you to download to own. Talking in tongues. Insert talking in tongues here. That's what I wanted to say. Okay? And, and so you can go right now to ppmglobalresources.com, and if I know PIT Rachel, she's going to pull up the website page right now and show you visually, (laughs) we have new toys, we have new ways to use our old toys, let me say this, okay, to show you visually how to navigate around the website and download to own and have your own therapeutic deliverance. In the privacy of your own home so you can lose it and look as undignified as you need to for God to deliver your soul. If you are in uh, right here in Tulsa and you go to the Congregation of the Mighty guys, your prayers have been answered. You can now go back and watch it again. Now, it's not free the second time. You have to pay for it. But the pricing, we broke down the sessions and we broke down the pricing. So it's very affordable for you to maybe just buy one section, buy all four or three or however it is up there. Oh, yes, yeah, she's scrolling. She's having a grand old time right there. <laughs> yeah. She is just scrolling through. Look at, look at it. You can get the 3D Soul of Success book. So this is the Soul of Success series webinar. And there's a whole section at ppmglobalresources.com where you can surf around and download to own until your heart is just so content and your soul is so free and we will continue to roll those out in segments for you so that you, too, can be free. When the sunset's free is free indeed. Now, Dr. Price is also working on something else, and she's going to continue on the tour of the website, I'm sure, while talking, so you can see all the different things that are available for you that maybe you have not explored at all. Take advantage of it today. Key in soul of success in the search, and it will pull up all of the soul of success elements i love searches i usually start there on websites i start in two places clearance and search <laughs> anybody else to clear where's the clearance i'm going to see what is a clearance first <laughs> all right and then lastly oh my i told dr price yesterday i came downstairs a couple of times and i heard her talking in a room and it was like she was talking i mean she was talking and i thought i don't think she's on the phone because it's it just sounded so one way, <laughs> you know. She's a very good listener, and I thought, oh no, it's I came and see, I just hear her talking. I mean, just having a good time, I'm thinking, well, that's not the prayer talk because you know when you know somebody a long time, you're like, that's not the prayer talk. Okay, that's not the phone talk. Who is she talking to? And so then I get these notifications, <laughs> notifications, and she sends a text and it's like, uh, I did this audio. What she was doing was recording audio teachings from dun, 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 the Prophet's Handbook. Ladies and gentlemen, your dream has come true. She is teaching from her own books. And so we have here, let me see, the first one that I have, we started listening to today in the studio before the show. <laughs> All right, is, uh, let's see, she did one on the history of prophecy what is divine communication and she begins to break it down audio it's about an hour a little over an hour teaching it will be available by tomorrow for you to download the audio and own it to your collection she also taught uh two or three wait more lessons, and she did one more this morning before the show because hey that's what i was doing before i came to the paul price show was recording a training she did on uh the prophet sam book the prophet of God's thinker this is chapter 12 The prophet as God's thinker. She may have broken that chapter down into a couple of pieces. Chapter 12 itself is on a history of what God expected from his prophets. Do I really need to put together for you why we need these teachings right now? Just in case I do, let me put it together for you. The big debate about what's a true prophecy and what's a false prophecy, what's a true prophet and what's a false prophet, what is divination versus what is prophecy. This is where we are right now. We are drawing swords on this issue. We're drawing swords in the house of God, in our own camp, among each other, among ourselves, among friends, among among peers and friends, and then enemies alike, and then the news bureaus and all this other drama is now the question of what constitutes true and false prophecy. So we've been going through, of course, this whole election farce and inauguration farce. And what has happened with that? And, well, Dr. Price, you missed it because, and everybody who said that uh, Trump was going to be president again needs to apologize to the world. And, and then what does she say? She's no, but God that a theft is not a win. The record shows he won the election. And before all of this, before the election, she said, God said, we have got to get into inauguration. Not just winning votes, but actually getting into office. So if people would actually go back and listen to what was said, and not listen to what, I'm not gonna say it. (laughs) Other people said, she said, you know, I had to pull myself back, I did. The fruit of the spirit is self-control. And I want you to know right now, my self-control is being tested, tested. My eyes are watering, they're being tested. And not going off of what somebody said that she said or what other prophets said, but going off of what was actually said. Thank you. But you have to listen. You have to watch. You have to stay caught up. You need to take notes. Please don't tell me that you follow somebody and you don't follow them. Please don't tell me that you're being covered by somebody and you're everywhere but under their cover. Okay. See, this is not going to work for where for God's future. No. And so we're going back to the original words. Since we're, this is the Paula Price show, we're going to talk about what Dr. Paula Price said. Okay. Everybody else, you can defend yourself. Okay, send your own people out. Okay. <laughs> All right, <laughs> send your own Joabs out there. <laughs> All right, yeah. we we got to take care of this camp right here, Miss General. When we go back to what she said. Not what somebody else said that she said. But what she said all the way through about this was you we need to get him into office. Yeah. When they the votes, we've seen the videos, we've seen the accounts of the technology and the recordings of the uh, hijacking moving votes from one file to another. It's all electronic. It's like moving files. Yeah. Your vote is is a file. It's just like you highlight, copy, paste, move over From one file to another that's what happens and that is what happens and this is how you hijack an election like you would anything else behind the scenes when you see these things with your own eyes and you realize whoa okay okay and so we're here and she's breaking this down so that we understand the history of what God expected from his prophets so when we say that somebody is wrong are they I mean we're so superficial and so childish in how we deal with the things of God and so waiting to prove that people are wrong that we rarely go to bat to show that they're right. And that is that's so carnal, that's so worldly. Waiting for somebody to mess up, waiting for or to appear to mess up and then do whatever. And so we don't do that here. We don't do that here. We back our leaders and and we're not talking about blind backing and what well, you just bring what no do we say go back and listen everything is on the record it, it's on the record it's a possible we have over 100 broadcasts and that's just apocalyptic right yes
0: 106 106
1: apocalyptic prayer broadcast does not include sunday services and thursdays which is another 100 because there's 52 weeks in a year and nobody went anywhere yet last year, hardly. (laughs) Okay, so we really didn't miss much there. All right, so we're talking about over 200 broadcasts addressing these issues. Over 200. So guess what? If you missed some of those, if you slept through it, if you weren't around, if you didn't know who Dr. Price was at that time, that's all right. Because guess what we have coming soon? To a download near you. You will be able to actually start your own apocalyptic library. Yes you can. Yes you can. You will be able to purchase. Purchase. and download to own your very own. Yes. Purchase. It's gonna be like seven ninety nine or something like that. Whatever. Nothing, nothing huge for you to download and have in your own library. Your apocalyptic elect <laughs> See, uh, See to is that your election is short. Okay. Come on. All right? See to is that your appointment has not been hijacked and moved and hacked into. Has your salvation been hacked? I'm telling you what, that could be a message and a half right there. Ah. Uh, uh, what's the seal? What is your seal? What is your firewall? Because I don't think the Holy Spirit is your firewall. Too much gets through. Okay. Way too much gets through. All right. I think you have something else. You have one of those knockoffs put uh, a brand of protection all right and so you will be able to download audio and video or there would obviously be a slight difference in pricing but because we understand it's great social media but we keep broadcasting stuff gets buried you move on what's going on and you want to have it in your own collection don't you I do you want to have it in your phone like when we listen to our Bibles in our little devices so I don't have to go online to dig and dig and dig and find, I can just go to ppmglobalresources.com and download until my heart is content. So, all of, a lot of those things will be rolling out either tomorrow, starting tomorrow, and into next week. And yeah. it's gonna be end exactly. <laughs> and also, we're gonna, like I said, we're gonna roll out with, um, let me see, the history of prophecy. What is divine communications? That'll be rolling out. By the end of today, tomorrow at the latest, so you can begin to add these things to your library. It's been a while since we have heard Dr. Price just teach on the prophetic. We're going to go back to the old prophetic eds that she did online and uh, convert them so that they, too, can be downloads for you to have in your library. We say all the time, although we still want you to if she doesn't record another thing. And so you'll probably see, oh, I don't know, at least 150 new items coming to the e-store over the next month. Easily. Easily. And this is on nothing new. Well, except these recordings. Keep doing these. Uh, On the prophetic. And just rolling it out and rolling it out and rolling it out, things that have been out there already that maybe before you met her, like I said, lost done four years ago the teachings that inspire people to say do you have a church do you have a church do you have a church where's your church we need to come speaking of our church you can always come to the congregation of the mighty where god stands. yes you can do that and it is in tulsa oklahoma we have moved from bixby we are not in bixby if you visited us in bixby don't go there we're not there, and I tell you what, they gutted that building. It's, no church is there, actually, so you, can't even, you won't even go somewhere else. It's, it's something else. <laughs> and so you can have it. Oh, is the address? Yes, the address is up there. All right, excellent. The address is on your screen, 7100 East 31st Street in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Be there. Visit us. Come on a Sunday and check us out. You might just end up saying... And visiting us and saying, hey, this is the best thing that God has going on. And so these audios, Dr. Price is rolling out. I don't even know what she recorded this morning. Origin of Divination. Origin of Divination. Ooh. Okay, so I'm going to try and get both of those done today, guys. I'm going to get the history of prophecy and origin of divination. Yes. Yes, it's called Spiritual Warfare Boot Camp. Is what the series is called. Spiritual look it oh, yes. Because we're getting booted and we need to be in boot camp because <laughs> <laughs> man, it's like, whoo! People everybody's walking Yes talking about we feel knocked around and friendly fire is a real thing in the kingdom right now. Lord have mercy. Somebody laying here, you thought they were gonna lay hands on you to pray for you and they been giving you a left hook. You're like, oh, that was not the anointing I was expecting yeah. to come from your hand. And so we have got to educate the body. We need to educate leaders. Yeah. Because it's people on microphones are saying the wrong thing. You could be operating in, in divining and not even know it. Yeah. And that's what's scary. Because we do think when we think divination, we said this before, you think the cauldron and the smoke pulling out, and somebody with a wart on their nose, and some long hair that needs to be cut, trimmed, and have a deep condition. And just like, you know, we just see, and we just know it's divination because it says, hey, I'm divination. Because most people don't realize how carnal they are anyway. They do not realize it. And so she, the origin of divination, I can't wait to get my ears and mantle into that. Uh, it's, it's a scary time that we're in. Seduction is a real thing. It is a very real thing. And really good seduction is subtle. It's, yeah, you don't, you don't realize you've been tricked until it's too late. How many people say it? I have watched uh, many shows over the last several months about that very thing, people who are duped, who are, are tricked, who are whatever, to even learn the sound of deceit. Lies, there's a spirit of a lie. Spirit of the truth, there's a spirit of the lie. There's a spirit of seduction. And if you don't even know what that sounds like, just in general, it could be somebody trying to get you a cup of coffee. It doesn't because they're just working in there, divining. It's like when you meet somebody who's a womanizer. They walk in something. Or man, I I was getting there. I was getting there. I was in this little hottie, the little hotties, and the, the little hot bodies, the little man eyes. The izers. <laughs> when you meet an izer, okay, you're like, huh, okay, but the, see, the smooth ones, you don't realize you're being eyes. Okay. <laughs> Unless God smacks you, what are you doing? What am I doing? Like, whatever you have to say, what, am, what is on me? Like, what is on you that is trying to jump on me? Yeah. Ah! See, you have that thing will show up in your dreams. It'll creep in in all kinds of subtle ways, <laughs> like I, because you do because you've been
0: eyes. <laughs>
1: Man eyes, woman eyes. Now we got homosexual eyes. You have all kind of eyes. Everybody's trying to eyes you. You used to know trans eyes. Okay, I need to see your birth certificate. I need your blood. T- I need. Let's go right now and see what are you biologically. Now, who do you feel like? What are you bio? What is your bio? Where are your baby pictures? All of them. I want to see you, at grade. all of you, nine months, eight months, two months, three years, five years, ten years. That's right. Were you always Jane or were you Janie? Huh? Where is the photo out? Where's your grandmother's photo album? What happened to these 10 years? What happened to these? 10? Why did your photo album start at you at 19? What happened? Don't tell me you got burned in the fire. Look, I need to know. Somebody better have some. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because the way you have got to pray, you need to pray for anybody to say, seeking a spouse or someone coming seeking after you. You're like, I don't know. Let me. Mm-mm some of this stuff is very convincing, and a very good job. Some people have done it very. Now some people you will they walk around you like, mm, mm-mm. and other people you're like, um, hmm. oh yeah, you're no, Miss America,
0: huh?
1: Yeah. Okay, yeah. you're you gotta check it out. <clears throat> so that's why we have got to know these teachings, because we just think that the truth making you free is only about, I don't know what, just something personal, just some emotional you know, an emotional freedom that you're going for. but the truth making you free is to be free from deception, to be free from delusion, to be free from all of these things that keep you bound and blind to the truth. to the truth. God's word frees you from all of the blinding elements. How many of you know the longer you are in Christ, the more things become obvious to you. The more you're in his word, man, listen to this Bible. I tell you what, I feel like my mind is so sharp in some ways, <laughs> at least. So sharp in these areas because listening to the word clears so much up. Because then God will say, no, that's something, such and such, referencing something in his word. Nope, that's the spirit of da 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 Now remember how, oh, wow, is that what that is right now? Oh, okay. Oh, so we have not come that far from. After all. And uh, it's, it's so important. So the truth making you free is not just about some sort of emotional, cathartic moment that we want to have in our prayer closet with God. Thank you, Jesus, for your freedom. And we feel like if there are not tears involved and all these kind of things. <laughs> you know, what? this is my story. <laughs> Cue the hymns, okay? We think that if we don't have that kind of moment that we have not experienced true liberty in Christ. And how even something as simple as, how do I keep ending up here? Right. How many times do people say it? And then uh, being in the spirit of the truth, being lovers of the truth, really does change your conclusions. It changes how your final decisions on things, it changes your thought processes. Because where you would once go down this road in your mind, you're going down this road. Before, you used to defend this action or person, and now you're stopping to think.
0: Hmm.
1: Uh, I mean, because you'll hear what sounds like a really good argument, right? I hear a really good argument, but that spirit of truth on the inside of you will say, is it? Uh, let me think about that. Let me not jump on that bandwagon. Let me not join the crowd in that moment. Let me ponder that let me think on these things for just a moment and not be so easily swayed <clears throat> because when the truth is not in you or when it's fighting to find a place in you it's very easy to sway your band. because whoever sounds the most convincing is the one who's probably going to get your loyalty your allegiance your co-signing i'm co-sign on that i agree i dovetail all the things we do when we hitch our wagon to what somebody else has said Because people pray over their ideas, and then they pray on you. They anoint them just like we do. We pray and we anoint the works that we do before we release something new. We say prayers over, Lord, let it bless your people. Let it be pervasive. Let it do all those things that you do. If you want to have success on your job, you pray that you have favor. Well, guess what? The devil people pray too. They anoint too. They have their own oils and incenses and processes and incantations and rituals and spells that they say over what they want to have happen which is why sometimes you can feel like you're in a wrestle with something that you know you don't agree with Well, why did I do that well why do why did I say that that was okay well how come huh. because you've been worked over and so being in that word boy I tell you the Lord can just call up an incident call up a scripture, call up something that you read or that you listened to, and you will stop in your tracks and say, oh. And then not press it because you have to see it. I just need to know. I mean, sometimes I'm like, I don't need to know why God told me not to do something. The whole point is me not finding out why he told me not to do it. (laughs) That's the point. (laughs) That's the point. Don't go there Don't call that person Don't even Don't answer that phone You'll get that text message and let it be somebody from your past (laughs) Relationship or not Friendship could just be basic friendship that was not good for your life Phone rings out of nowhere Don't answer that phone Friend request Don't accept that friend request They can still follow you But don't accept the friendship Because it's going to set something in motion oh oh, you know oh no there have been two times in the last three weeks that i did not do what god told me to do technically minor things in the grand scheme of consequences but i knew i failed the test and i was like man why did i do that lazy why didn't i do that actually lazy, because you did not want to go back, you did not want to retrace your steps, you did not want to go grab whatever, you didn't want to carry an extra thing. Lazy. And I thought, hmm, and I
0: was doing so good.
1: <laughs> lesson. But see, I know that this is that season of lesson and tra- lessons and training and grooming and schooling, and saying, okay, so now, recently, when it was a similar thing, it was like, hmm, uh, mm, and what happens? We get frozen in. Aren't i glad I listen because <laughs> you literally stuck. Mm-hmm. need something not going anywhere not going anywhere for a while and uh, so knowing when those <clears throat> seducing spirits are talking to you because they they sound like you yeah. a lot of times you think you're talking to yourself having a conversation with you Oh, I knew I should have and then I thought and then I thought and then it was like oh and, uh-huh, and that's the spirit working you over very subtle On the little things usually, usually, so when it's time for a big thing to happen, you're already conditioned to blow it off. And then you say, I don't know why, I don't know how. And then you're definitely going to blame the devil then. Every time I come to a particular door of opportunity, Satan jumps up. I think you actually had a reserved seating sign for him. (laughs) (laughs) Reserved for my excuses. Reserved for my disobedience, reserved for my disagreement with my leaders, reserved for my angst, reserved for my fear, reserved for unforgiveness, whatever. Reserved seating right next to you. It is not as hard to trip you up as you think. If you are honest with how many things you do or don't do that God tells you, and he can tell you in the prayer closet, he can tell you through your leaders, he can tell you through a commercial I mean come on, you know the Lord is trying to hit an maybe you've just taken a lot of blows in so he knows that he has to coach you because sometimes it's not about you being flat out just disobedient. It could be you don't understand, there's a lot of pain tied to the last every time I did that, actually. <laughs> Forget just the last time, the every time. And God's like I need you to do it one more time. Like, I I need we, we, we need to fleece like 15 times. I need to fleece. I need to come out and see the ground wet and the fleece dry. And then I need to come out and see the fleece wet and the ground dry. I have to wring it out. Then I need to come out and see the fleece, the fleece pink and then blue and then purple and then green. And then I need to see the grass orange. And, then, and so you're putting God through all these tests because the trauma of what you've been through is so real, is so real that you really can't pull yourself together to do it. And so, again, you need that strength. You need that word. You need those people because life is a long journey. And the longer you live it, the more you go through and the more you have to plow through in order to mount up. When you're 20 years old, it's like, yes, let's mount up. Come on, we can do it. And then 30, you're like, okay, let's rise up and then 40 you're like let's get up (laughs) and then 50 you're like let's sit up (laughs) and then 60 you're like let's wake up (laughs) and then 70 you're like what's up (laughs) okay (laughs) <laughs> in any of your life, she said, let the kids do it. <laughs> All right? But at each, and so if you've been in this game a long time with God, you're like, oh, man, each decade clicks off. You're like, hmm, well, where are the Joshuas? I'm looking for my Joshuas. I'm looking for my Caleb's. I'm looking for whatever. I think that I, oh, we'll see. And that's a very real thing. You've been in battle for years, warfare and all kinds of things, like any warrior. You take hits, your body takes hits, and after a while, uh, your bounce back is a little slower, maybe a little less complete. (laughs) And so uh, you have got to surround yourself with people who will see to it that you stay strong, that you stay covered, that you stay protected, but also understanding that sometimes the reasons that you're resistant to what God is saying is not unfounded. Like, there's, it's just not, no, I'm just not going to do it. You know, it's not like everything is in a Jonah moment. Some things are that Davidic moment. Um,
0: Lord,
1: yeah, should I build up? Will I win? <laughs> it's a common conversation you have with God many times. What what should I do here? What is the outcome? Am I, is it going to be worth it? I mean, these are real, legit questions. And sometimes he'll tell you, nope, not going to win, but yep, go on anyway. I'm sorry, I think I need to go pray again. I don't think that was God. I'm getting mixed signals from the throne. Um, yes, go, no, go on the wind. Go on the go, no go on the wind, I don't understand. That's not God. And so when you've been in God long enough, you've had all those moments. You've had all of them. Probably more of you're not going to win. I mean, when we sat around the table with Bishop Bill Hammond a few years ago, myself and a couple of the prophets, to hear him talk about his journey was like, because when you meet people once they're great, you don't even know what it took to become great. And you don't even know the unfinished business that they don't have or the accolades or the honor that they still haven't received. We were sitting in the room like, Man, the story, the general, you don't get, you don't get that high in God or in the kingdom without paying a massive, massive price many times over what's in a name. <laughs> She said Jesus was all going to say. Also coming soon, as in uh, our projected date is, yeah, I mean, we can, we can always have a commercial. Coming soon is constructing the contemporary prophet coming back. But for most of us, it's coming soon because most of us don't have books. I mean, I have the books. When I say us, I don't mean me. I mean you. So most of you don't have the book, Constructing the Contemporary Prophet. We might break it down into volumes Probably maybe three or four volumes, and and release it that way, because it really is several books into one. And um, it's just mind-changing, earth-shattering, game-changing, hard reset, whatever. Oh, I know what else we're rolling back out, too. Your prophet's pedigree. What's in your prophetic pedigree that Dr. Price started a couple of years ago as well? PIT Rachel is digging those up. And they'll be able, uh, available for, you guessed it, download to own, because it's, it's time. And now we can see how two or three years ago, she started there, and here we are now with divination. True apostles and prophets are ahead of the curve, and not just in prophesying. Because we think, oh, as long as you prophesy it early, that makes you Prophetic. That makes you really good apostolic, because you may not even be a prophet or an apostle. It might make you a good apostolic.
2: Well, we need to know the difference between predicting Uh and prophesying.
1: Says the author of the Prophet's Dictionary. I
2: just want to do this. Uh, You know, I um, I was actually on the phone with someone yesterday. You know, when you talk about... Being a warrior, I've been warring for for the Lord a long time, and pretty much have been outside the ranks, because when you're outside the ranks, it's because you're replacement. You don't replace or or deal with a problem from what's in it, from what's within the ranks. You let that keep going, and you let that machine keep working and keep going forward until until it gets to a point that the replacement is ready. So David was outside on the run. Saul was inside being the man, the affirmed one. And we didn't realize that until that he had an issue until he started killing the prophets, right. hiding them, etc. Now, it's interesting because in, in my, you're, you're going to love this, in my uh, session on the history of the prophetic, I talk about how Saul, as soon as Samuel changed him, you know, getting a new heart, because we don't realize that you get a new heart for your calling, so Samuel gave him the heart of a king, took out the heart of the businessman, right? And told him, Okay, as you're walking, you will be changed into another man. Mm-hmm. And so you go, and it's I think it's somewhere between first Samuel ten, between ten and fifteen, or mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. All right. And so he's walking and he, he said, Now this is what you're gonna do. Next steps. What do you do with your next steps when you get that opening? See it. Saul had a good opening. Sam was good pedigree. So next day he says, you're going to travel, go here, you will see a group of prophets coming down the hill. And they're singing, and that's when you'll be changed into another man. But God couldn't, that heart for service was not the heart for character. Woo! Because you bring the heart of character to the service. So, here he goes. Oh, she's
3: okay.
2: grabbing her toy. Okay. okay. And so here we go. He goes there and he gets his heart. And then this, the, he's on Prophet Mountain. This is a hill. This is a prophet stronghold. Everything up here is going to be the prophet, spirit of the prophet, because that's where they work. That's where they gather. That's where they live. That's where they serve, worship, pray, and receive from God. And it's Samuel. Samuel established this. So he goes and he gets this, meets these prophets, and the spirit prophecy just comes on. Because if you go to Prophet's Mountain, you're going to be a prophet. You go to Diviner's Mountain, you're going to be a diviner. You go to Political uh-huh. Mountain, you're going to be a politician. That's just life. You swim in the water, you're going to pick up the wetness. And, and and you're going to pick up the atmosphere and the climate. So you have to find that pedigree is important for you to know where your messenger has been swimming. Okay already look people like it, this is good already so here's what happens this is the part you're going to love getting this teaching you want to download it and press her so she gets it done for you all right y'all know how y'all love Pastor and she did she could get it done girl it.
1: she said i got
2: you so what happens prophecy the pureness of the prophecy from the company of prophets on prophet's mantle falls on a corrupt soul Come on, speak it. And when Saul's corrupt soul entered that environment, entered that climate, entered the prophet's biosphere and ecosphere, he stripped off his clothes. He went naked. It made him strip his clothes off. And then he started cussing. So when you have those cousin prophets that you think that are okay, that they're liberated in God, those are divining spirits.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Because everything that we are talking about, there's a model and there's a type and shadow in scripture. So he gets into the most potent environment God has on a mountain that is exclusively saturated with his word with his prophets and his messengers. And what does it do? It causes Saul to corrupt. Because that new heart of the king did nothing to touch the heart of the character of the person, of the man. Except, and when the, when the conflict came, the elements of divination... You know what, divine? I don't care how many people tell you, but God, he doesn't care that I wear skin-tight pants. He doesn't care the world comes to pass. You need to understand, Saul missed. His character, their character needs nudity and immodesty. Jesus. No matter what, the Lord gave them a heart as a facility. God needed to facilitate Saul's rise because he has the mind of a businessman. He has a consciousness of a businessman. His father was a business person, and so that's all Saul knew. So God is like, but I've got to get you to think like a king, think like a monarch, because I'm going to have to trust you to my people. You know, one of the things that God was talking to me about, and he said, but Israel sought a king. But let me tell you about what she said. She brought up a statement, we don't bring up the rear. God told me about Donald Trump in the late 80s. I had dreams and visions that he was going to be president. So we get the whole plan. The office gets the whole plan because the whole plan is in the institution. It is not in the verbalizer. It's not in the mail runner.
1: Ooh, come on. Yeah.
2: So Israel wants a king. And every every the way we teach it is kind of like, well, Israel wanted a king. I mean, That's what they wanted, and they offended God. And as a result, Hmm. God told Samuel, the prophet, to make him a king because God starts everything with his Mm prophet. See, before false prophets come on, truth prophets speak. You can't be false if you haven't encountered the truth. The whole purpose of false is to counteract and counterman the truth. So where is where is this matter? They can say whatever they want, but I can walk you through this thing. I can walk this thing up the front and down the back. I don't need to sit with devils. I don't need to have coffee with a bunch of prophets, a bunch of people espousing current events as some sort of prediction. I don't need that. So how do we know that this was ordained? Moses, the man of God, Moses, the founder of God's first and only nation. At the time, Moses said, y'all gonna want a king. He said, there's going to come a time that you're going to want a king. He said, so let me tell you what this king is going to do. So Saul Samuel picked his admonition from Moses, wow. who said a king was going to come, because that's what you all want. And let's pray I can see, because, you know, I have some days that everybody works, and some people, I get up, my eyes stay in bed. Read. Read. I love it. I love it. You know, this woman has been with me so long, it's, it's funny.
0: No,
2: I am no. I got it. I got it. I'm going to find it where I can look at you, bless your heart. you just a sweetheart. She's going to help me do it. Praise the <laughs> Now, this is a whole piece. It's amazing how God ties things together. And so when you look at Moses, because Moses didn't just give the word, okay, or anything like that. He also told you how God's institution worked. And you should read Deuteronomy 18 and 19, okay? And so I'm just going to look at my trusty little, thank God for the little online people. I just appreciate the digital word. I'm telling you, I appreciate the digital word. I just appreciate all of that. I know that people have issues with the internet, but if it wasn't for the internet, I probably wouldn't be in ministry. Because, honey, the people...
1: Deuteronomy 17? I was going to say, while you're pulling that um, up, I want to let everybody know that if you want to assess yourself prophetically, there's the book, (laughs) but we also have the prophetic aptitude questionnaire. $30 off. (laughs) $30 off sale... The PAQ and uh, PIC Rachel is putting up the information on the screen so you know how to get there to take advantage of this sale.
2: And there is a piece in it. I believe it's on page 157 or 167 where you hover your phone over it and it will take you to our site where you get a free assessment. Well, actually, it's not an assessment. It's an explorer, but hey, it gives you something to, to do to implement the book. Don't go there thinking you're going to come away finding out who you are. You're just going to find out how prophetically apt or inclined you are. So here we are. This is great. This is actually Deuteronomy 17. This is Moses. And I just love it. He said, and he's, Moses is warning them God is getting ready to answer your prayer, bring you into. His your land, and I just want you to know you're going to have a you know you will be a nation. You will be set among the nations. You're going to have a government. You're going to have institution. And back then, theocracy was the the reign, or even there was this common thearchy where you had a list of deities that you followed. Verse 14: When thou art come into the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee, and thou and possess it, and shall dwell therein, and shall say. I will set a king over me, like all, like as all the nations that are about me. Thou shalt in any wise set a king over thee, whom the Lord thy God shall choose one from among thy brethren. Uh, sh- brethren, shalt thou set king over thee? Thou mayest not set a stranger, etc. But he goes on to tell you what the king is going to do. But he shall not. This is the mandate. Saul broke everyone. But he shall not multiply horses to himself, nor cause the people to return to Egypt. That's what we've seen in this president, taking us backwards instead of forward to the end, that he should multiply forces for as much as the Lord has said unto you, you shall henceforth return no more that way. Neither shall he multiply wives to himself, mm, Mm. that his heart turn not away. Neither shall he greatly multiply, multiply to himself silver and gold. And it shall be when he sits upon the throne of his kingdom that he shall write a copy of this law in a book out of which is before the priests and the Levites. And it shall be with him, and he shall read therein all the days of his life, that he may learn to fear the Lord his God to keep all the words of this law and these statutes to do them. That his heart not be lifted up above his brethren, and that he turn not aside from the commandments to the right or to the left, to the end, that he may prolong his days in his kingdom, he and his children in the midst of Israel.
3: Mm.
2: So Samuel knows this. Yes. So he, he he's, because a real prophet is in God's law and government. You mm-hmm. see, I know we don't, we, we don't do law. Well, you don't do law in church, but if you're going to do kingdom, you're going to do law. So a real prophet is in this law and government, and he knows what God said about a king, because we often... Ignore Moses' statement here in Deuteronomy 17, and we conclude that God didn't want a king. But it was, it's very contradictory. What they, The assumption is very contradictory, especially how we have uh, interpreted it, because God already planned for Jesus to come through
3: okay. right.
2: as the king and the government to be on his shoulders. Y'all still going with me? No. <laughs> All right. So now we get over to Samuel. Moses is gone, long gone. We're over to Samuel, and Samuel is telling them why it is not a good idea for you all to have a king. He's saying that, not because God was against kings or that he made no provision. God has to make provision for everything because he's Alpha and Omega. God put Saul up for all of the unbelievers to fall in love with him like they're falling in love with, so that, the, that their abuse would become so heinous that they would want the true leader that God chose. That's just how he works. That's that's just one of many principles. Okay, so Saul, Samuel's like, hey guys, this is this is terrible. You know, you cannot have this. You don't need a king. No, we want a king like the nation. And God told him why you want a king. You want a king to be like a like the nation. But he brings forth Moses' prescription about a king, a king, and he presents it in what appears to be the negative simply because he's bothered by them wanting to dethrone God and do away with his theocracy for a mortal human who's flawed. So he goes and he tells them he uses everything that Moses said, uh, and he turns it away. And so Samuel lets them know about a cruel king, since we're looking at these 50-something, probably near 60 executive orders. But the thing that's played, Samuel, when they said, give us a king to judge us, And Samuel prayed to the Lord. This is uh, 1 Samuel chapter 8, verse 6. I'm reading 7 now. And the Lord said unto Samuel, Hearken unto the voice of the people and all that they say unto thee, for they have not rejected thee, but they have rejected me, that I should not reign over them. Hmm. Is that 2021, 2020? Hmm. Now, sure. Okay. According to all the works which they have done since the day that I brought them up out of Egypt, Even to this day, wherewith they have forsaken me and served other gods, so do they also unto thee. Is that not where we're going? We're going unto other gods. See, we had a man talking about Jesus Christ, Christianity, saving babies, keeping fairness and justice, and all of that, saving the seed, attempting to secure the perpetuity of the land, and they don't want that. See, that's why I know it's divination. Now, now, therefore, hearken unto their voice, how be it, yet protest solemnly unto them, and shew them the manner of the king that shall reign over them. I just love this. I think what I want to do is I'm going to go into my, um, I'm going to read it from language that we're going to get rid of Sister Elizabeth and uh, read it in words that you all can appreciate. Would you like that? Oh my gosh. I love it though. All right. And so we're, we're at where did I leave off? I left off? I'm going to reread eight. Am I right? First Samuel eight. First Samuel eight. Let's get to first Sam, I like Samuel. First Samuel eight. And so first of all, Samuel laid the groundwork for God's rejection because he did not train his children. Ah. treat God properly, just like Eli didn't. Usually that second generation, you know a quality leader when they can find a successor in their own lineage. Because hmm. hmm. uh. many times the sons and the children do not agree because they are the ones that suffered the hardship. They're the ones that had the backlash, the mistreatment. And so they 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 grow up with heart battles, and the heart is that, you will not do to me what you did to my daddy and my mama. So I'm going to be hard-hearted, and I'm going to do things that went my way and, and, and literally barricade myself from what made them vulnerable. So he goes on and says, but you know, they didn't want him, but they did not want his children. And so in verse 8-5, he said to him, See now, you are old, and your sons do not go in your ways. Mm-hmm. So the, right now the dynasty or what we would call dynasty is, is, is being destroyed and is being taken from the seed, from the offspring and given to someone else simply because the people will not tolerate a perverted version of the original. So give us a king now to be our judge so that, this is the Bible in basic English, and so that we may be like the other nations. But Samuel was not pre- pleased when they said to him, give us a king to be our judge. And Samuel made a prayer to the Lord um, about it. He was bothered, you know, like, mm, mm, mm. And so he goes and he says, well, he prayed, prayed, and the Lord said to him, Samuel, give ear to the voice of the people, and that they say to you, they have not turn, been turned away from you, but they've been turned, they've been turned, this is a powerful way of, of translating this, but they've been turned away from me, not desiring me to be king over them, as they have done from the first, from the day when I took them out of Egypt till this day, turning away from me and worshiping other gods. Even if the citizen doesn't know that, the prophets know. It's a God contest. The prophets know it's a God conflict. The the God of gods over all of those fallen angels who've restyled themselves as God, and so now they are acting in the same way to you. Give ear now to their voice, but make a serious protest to them. Give them a picture of the sort of king who will be their ruler. First Samuel eight ten. And Samuel said all these words of the Lord to the people who were desiring a king and he said this is the sort of king who will be your ruler he will take your sons and make them his servants his horsemen and drivers of his war carriages and he will go and they will go running before his war carriages he will make them captains of thousands and of fifties so he will put to work plowing and cutting his grain and making his instruments of war and building his war carriages your daughters he will take to be makers of perfume and cooks and bread makers. You, he will take your fields and your vine gardens and your olive gardens, all the best of them, and give them to his servants. Socialism.
3: Right
2: hmm. yeah. him. Okay? He will take a tenth of your seed and of the fruit of your vines and give it to his servants. He will take your men servants and your servant girls and the best of your oxen and your asses and put them to his work. He will take a tenth of your sheep and you will be his servant. Then you will be crying out because of your king whom you have taken for yourselves, but the Lord will not give you an answer in that day. But the people gave no attention to the voice of Samuel and they said, no, but we will have a king over us so that we may be like the other nations and so that our king may be our judge and go out before us in war. Then Samuel, after hearing all the people had to say, went and gave an account of it to the Lord. And the Lord said to Samuel, give ear to their voice, make them a king. Then Samuel said to the men of Israel, let every man go back to his town. Now, if that's not today, I don't know what is. Now, you can get caught and say, but I don't think so, because you'll get caught on the agricultural words and not understanding the principles of what just happened. And he said this king was going to be abusive. By the time David took took position, took the throne, the nation was bankrupt. Occultism ruled the land. Mm -hmm. The people were impoverished. They were poor, and they were subject to the government to serve the government and his leaders. Because when you think about it, that's the way Satan works. So here we are, everybody, you know, when we're talking about this whole experience, because you know I'm still talking about it. I was on the phone with someone yesterday, and they made a very interesting statement. Now, I'm good at what I do, and I'm good because I didn't get it to be bad, and every time I didn't, I needed to perfect, I perfect. I self-check, I self-respect, I self-examine, I don't just run on this thing like it's, you know, it's my celebrity stance. And I don't just do a prophecy. Samuel knew the power of a king because Moses had made provisions for it before he left in the book of Deuteronomy. So Samuel knew what was about to happen to his land when he prophesied. Yes.
3: Because
2: he prophesied. He brought forward what Moses had prophesied, not predicted, prophesied. And he laid it out. Okay, at the end of this thing, it's going to get real bad for you. You all are going to lose wars. Your military is going to be shrunken to nothing. You're going to be hated by all the nations. They're going to invade you and, and battle you. You will not have weapons of war. And if you do, all you're going to do is make weapons of war because there's nothing else for them to use you to do. Samuel, uh, Saul also killed the prophets of God so that the prophets of Baal and the gods that he chose would prevail, hence divination. Mm-hmm. He slaughtered God's prophets and priests mm-hmm. so that he can install the prophets of occultism, which is why he knew where, uh, where the witch of Endor was. Now, he, too little, too late, he tried to recover Try to put away all of that in the land, but it was much too little too late. God gives us a warning. He gives us a warning, and God is hes very clear. And we're like, but God won't make this happen. That's because you didn't read your Bible. He let it happen to Israel. If you had read the word, you would have seen he let it happen because God knows if he wants to get the populace to agree with him and to stay on his page, He's got to have a body or population, or in this case, perhaps a generation that will believe him and want to do things his way. But when the number of resistances and rebellion rises or rebels rise, then God will let the people have their say because his confession is their judgment, is their condemnation. So someone said to me, well, you know, the, the, the politics of bearing out the prophecy, if Is it isn't, it? Because in my mind, it's bearing out divination. Wow. If you are God's prophet, no, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, no, not going to back down. That's never going to happen, not in no world, not in anything. I'm never backing down because I'm telling you, I know the markers of divination. I know the signatures of a divining spirit I understand and I know very well doctors of devils and seducing spirits that's my job I'm supposed to be good at it I'm not just supposed to walk around and say and and wait for what I say to make the news I don't do that I was I was this before God before we got here and I was this I'll be this when I leave this planet and I'm still right and you know why I'm right because I'm sitting here looking at videos of Dominion moving votes. Right. Yep. We're not talking about flat pictures. Right. We're not talking about, I'm looking at videos of this machine taking votes from Donald Trump and giving them to Joe Biden. And our, our media won't tell us. And you know why? Because they're in collusion with the neighbors or the nations against us. Other nations know that this is a yep. that We're the only ones who don't know. You should watch the news. Before you call somebody false, you don't call me out as false, get it right. Watch the news because the other nations are, have been broadcasting it since the election that, this, that Joe Biden stole it. I don't care that he's president. You need to understand. So we are all clear. What I care about is the injustice and the unfairness and the fact that I have a country that's deluded into thinking a lawful thing happened. To put a legitimate person in power,
3: mm.
2: and the prophets of God cannot back God. Mm. See, that's what bothers me. You're, I don't care about all of that. You know, presidents four years will care, but what they leave behind is what we have to talk about. Right. And the prophets are, and and, and, I mean, and you're right. You're tearing up this man's body, and you're shredding his people, and you're taking their gullibility and their naivety. And using it against him. And then you want to say, well, we got, it's a prophecy, there's not a prophecy because it's not in the continuum. You have every opportunity to use your prayers to push back on darkness, but instead, you promoted darkness so that you can be publicized as right. That's divination. When I read my Bible, I read that the prophets have often had to rally around God and back God, but often the ones that wanted to have their way, who wanted to be public, they are the ones that did not. Moses, who is on the Lord's side, let him come to me. So I didn't just make this because my feelings are hurt. Come on. My feelings are not hurt because I'm right. Affect is not a win. I don't care what a devil says. <laughs> what? Okay that's like you get you you you, you went in the thing and i'm giving the trophy to the to the loser and then talking about i won i won the only people who can't discern a lie are people who belong to the father of lies oh, okay. i'm looking at we i'm looking at this you know at a friend environment i'm saying like, wait a minute and they're showing you, okay, watch, and this happened in the middle of the night. I'm looking at this. How is it that you cannot, you're so quick to say that a man who is pushing for Jesus Christ is wrong and one who hates him is right. You don't even want to do your homework. That's what prophets is. Prophet, one of the definitions of prophets is an, a divine espionage agent. Yes. That's our definition of spy that we weren't just voice boxers. We were, they were spies. So when God is in the battle, the Lord is telling his prophet what's going, what the king is going to do in secret. Jesus said, what I tell you in secret, you know it's abroad. So when, when you, if you, if they were hearing from God, they would have said, this is how the prophecy, if it was a prophecy from God, I'm good at this and the devil's not going to tell me I'm not. I'm good at this because I'm backing the right God. That's why I'm good. I'm not backing an idol. I'm not backing culture. I'm not backing some sort of mystic society. I'm backing the Lord Jesus Christ, maker of heaven and earth, and I'm good at it. And as sure as Jesus reigns, he's going to prove that those who stood with him are right. And so here we are, we, we're having this whole thing, and I'm like, if the prophecy had been of God, this is how it would have been. It would have been what Samuel said. Okay, so Saul is going to be inaugurated or coronated king. He's going to be king of God's people. Nevertheless, let me show you what his kingship is going to do to the nation and to the people of God.
3: Whoop,
2: come on. See, that would have been prophecy not prediction, my, my, my. from a whole rebellious circle of people in the back room. They would have said, the first week he's going to issue over 40 executive orders to overturn everything that the exiting president did. He's going to read Revive abortion. He's going to here, take your sons and daughters. You see, revive abortion. He's going to revive LGBT. He's going to cut off this many jobs. He's going to see if you were prophesying, you would have had the project mm-hmm. and not a statement. How didn't you know that? How did you not know that he was going to legitimize transgenderism to beat up girls and the girls we sitting there girls whole faith mocked beat up because even though you're cosmetically a female, you're genetically a male. Come on. Come on. And these mamas are gonna watch their kids, their daughters come home brutalized, battered, and beat up because no matter what, they don't have enough estrogen to pull down that testosterone. Come on. They don't do it. They may soften themselves with another man, but the structure, that biological, physiological structure is will. How come you didn't prophesy that too? Because I did. I was able to prophesy everything this man was going to do. Because I know devils. They don't change. Everything. All we had to do, if your prophecy only said he's going to resume Barack Obama, you would have covered it. So, no, you're a true divider, but I'm not a false prophet because a theft is not a win. I'm telling you, and as surely as Jesus is Lord, he's going to back those who, took, who, who stood with him. When I go to Malachi, because I'm saying this, you know why? Because this is my work text. This is my work guide. This is my handbook. This is my judge. I'm staying... You know I'm loving on this man. See, because I could, all of the true prophets, if they were true prophets, you you should have been able to do more than say, well, no, he he's supposed to win, but we don't know why he didn't win. The the voters did not put this man in. The media did. So he's a media's choice. The people did not put him in. Otherwise, they wouldn't have had to have a machine that they programmed back in 2014. I'm just telling you, do your homework. If you're going to stand there and call me out, do your homework because I do mine. I did, and I researched. I have a crap team. If you want to call yourself a journalist, a journalist you ought to have a crap research team to bring you information because I do. Yes. Mm-hmm. Not just gossip and not just tales coming out of nowhere. If you're a professional, then be, let's be professional because I'm a professional. Yes, you are. So I'm not going to stand here and just tell you what happened in my prayer closet because revelation is uh, confirmed by research. And the fact that, the, that the, stand, the people who are in collusion with this thing won't let the truth get to the American people, that's their law. That is their law. But how it was done? No, there are people out there who will walk you through this thing point for point for point for point and for point and then show you video. Actually took screenshots of this machine moving votes from Trump to Biden. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't really care. All of that, that's their thing. Do that. God bless you in Jesus' name. And i am put this on my site just in case. It'll be part of you, do your homework. But that's why I can call it divination, because it came from another god. It came from the spirits of all of those religions that they are releasing. The prophets of Baal. The prophets of Asherah. The uh, the, the uh, pantheons of the ancient world. I know that because I studied all of them. That's how I was able to write the... Prophet dictionary. They have studied the attributes and traits and rituals of those deities. So I can see them. I don't care about their modernized version. What? There is nothing new under the sun. A prophet is supposed to know when a devil is in a camp. A prophet is supposed to know when a word is coming from a foreign spirit. Or in our case, a fallen spirit. A prophet of God knows that. As much as we love Samuel, we have to admit he laid the groundwork for Israel to not trust his successors. Right. He did that. Are y'all following me out there? Yeah. Are, they, are they rolling with me? Yes. Oh,
1: yes. Teach a man to write. And do, yes, that's sure.
2: true. Don't tell me that, the, that prophecy, politics, bore out prophecy. Pro- politics was born out by divination, false prophets. And false prophets always want Jesus out of the way. Whoops, so then we get this, this article from, is it Time Magazine or, was it, or Newsweek, New York Times? New York One New York of the, there was Times? Yep. Okay, New York Times. And they're say, New York Times, who did not give Trump an opportunity to have access to a fair campaign, going to tell me about a prophet. You're going to tell me about Christian prophets. First of all, I'm not Christian. I'm Christ. I am the elect of God. So if you're going to do your homework, do your homework. Because I've got 1,600 terms and over 600 pages, not including whatever pages are in those and whatever pages are in that, and an assessment to tell me I can recognize a devil. sniff him, snort him, spit him out, know him. By the words, you shall know them by their fruit. Where are these prophets walking around strutting? We got it right. You got it right for a fallen angel. Mm. And that's the fruit that is bearing. Because if you had a prophecy from God, we would have known how devastating this man's first week, less than a month in office would be. You would have told us like Samuel did. You would have warned us. You would have been warning people, all right, y'all, because this man, he believe in, instead of sitting around a table saying, see, I was right. I and mean, then you have all of these crazy people who can't spell prophet without it being p- punched in the head, going to tell you what's false and what's not. You, don't, you can't even call the thing false because it shows up or doesn't show up. You can't call it false because it, just, it, it disagrees with you. You have to call it false by the continuum. The prophecy continuum. What God has done is what he will always continue to do until we, we get down there to the spirit and the bride say come. And one thing the Bible is flush with, rife right with, are signs and commentary on false prophetic. Is it now? So don't talk to me about politics proving prophecy. Politics proves divination. That's what it proves. And you know, I'm one of those people I'm gonna keep on going. You know why? Because I believe God. I'm like the apostles and I believe God. And I know, I know for a fact why God did this. I know for a fact why He let it play out like this. I understand all of it because I did my homework and my team my prophets did their homework my prophets are phenomenal researchers biased i am of the persuasion that had this been a fair and impartial campaign as it would have been then the exiting president would have said hey good job did a right job cuz that man likes a fair fight yes he does okay. and he likes a fair advantage so I'm just saying, I'm gonna keep saying it, because we are, to me I think what has happened as that is why you definitely want to get these downloads, what has happened is that the church's undergarments mm. and Nancy Memphis flow has been exposed.
3: But
2: <laughs> well, that's what God calls it in Bible.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I'm not I'm not being it's in scripture, but you know you have to read it to get that or refute it. This is a wonderful time. We are in what we would call prophecy crisis. And the conflict is presenting us with a marvelous opportunity to interject another dimension of truth in God's prophetic stream. This is marvelous. Understand, I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled because I was ready 25, well, actually 35 years ago, I was waiting. When you hear scripture says the time will come when they will not hear sound doctrine, that's what we had from the 80s until now. Everybody wanted the party. We wanted to have the faith party. We wanted to have the our way party, the prosperity party. P- prophecy only managed to, to establish itself in the want, the desire, the needs, and the giving. Yep. Now, here we are with nothing to want, desires that are gone, and gimme's that can't gimmies that can not give This is a wonderful, wonderful opportunity. We're in a prophecy crisis. And it's really a prophecy, prophet, prophetic crisis. Because every time God gets ready to change era, he does it through a crisis. Mm. The guards are changing. We're watching them sign off. But this here was a great test for who's going to be at the top in God's future. This is a great test because God is going to overturn this lot. I don't care what humans say. God owns devils, but well, He owns humans too. Doesn't He? Yes, okay.
0: all of it. All of it.
2: Go ahead. He said, Behold, all souls are mine. That's what we need. We need to start listening to God's control over the souls of men. The man may have a plan, but the Counsel of God is what will stand. The heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord. He turns it wherever he wills. And if he can do that under a mock monarchy, how much more can he do it under an elective process? I know. That everybody is tested through this. This wasn't just a test of America. It wasn't just an expose of all of the the ropes that were tied on her, ready to pull her out from her independence and snatch her from this Constitution. This was a test on see who wanted. We didn't it, even to talk about Christianity. This is not even about a particular religion because see, all of these religions got some right, some righteous folks who came from nations who went through this. They know how this is going to play out.
3: Mm.
2: Because this is about how we're going to serve in righteousness, in truth, in equity, in fair play. We have now an administration that is unlawfully in position who was called into that position, placed into that position by the media who was informed by an algorithm. An algorithmic presence. An algorithmic inertia. See, we, and you know what? It's on us. Whosoever sins we retain, they retain. Whosoever sins we remit, if they're remitted to them. I need us to be very clear on that. I need us all to be clear on that. That it's the failure of the people of God. And it's the failure of his apostles and prophets. And how did that failure happen? Not everybody failed because they hated God and they wanted to, whatever. There are a lot of people who just misconstrued the depth, the breadth, the height, and the length of prophecy of God's divine communications system and media. That's why I call it divine communications media. Because it's everything that is communicated outside of the human being that's received from other realms. So when we look at this, I'm excited. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm excited. And, and, you know, people, it's really funny because people are not accustomed to, and I say people, I mean in mass cause there are a lot out there like me, to apostles who understand apostleship. Mm-hmm. You understand for an apostle to defect is for an apostle to, to literally assault the throne, yeah. to have attacked the king. We can't defect. We don't get opportunities to do that because we are too stringently tried, too stringently groomed. We are gutted 55 times before God went, hold on, because if you're going to sell my son out, I need to know that now. Mm -hmm. And so God goes through all them seven layers of the skin to get to the heart Mm -hmm. and the body large organs and then to get to the soul. You are not an apostle because you were born to be one. Because if God doesn't induct you into his service and, then, and he does it by baptizing you into Jesus Christ and bringing you into the Christ mind and the Christ realm and the Christ royalty. Apostles, the reason you die is because when you are when you are servant to a royal, to a sovereign, whether they're royal or not, you, are, you no longer exist. Your thoughts don't matter. Your opinions don't matter. Your feelings don't matter. None of that matters because you are an appendage of the sovereign who has inducted you and engaged you in his service. An appendage. Look up appendage. Talk about that because you get
0: excited.
2: I, the the pastors before I commissioned him, I said, you all are going to have to go, go and do an Elisha and kill your ministry. Didn't do it. Couldn't do it. Because if you're going to be trusted with this dimension, and I mean not just knowledge, not just facts and figures, not just revelations and beautiful pictures and scenic views from God's world. I'm talking about being trusted to interact with his agents. The church has seven apostles-type angels over it. Seven. That's their job. They don't care about our crazy. That's their job, and they came from the literal throne of God to oversee the church to make sure that as we come and go, live and die, what God wants happens. Those angels will not give a word that's going to dethrone Jesus Christ. They wouldn't do it. They can't do it because he's their maker, and they knew him, Long before we learned about it, the angels were always back in Jesus. That is what I'm telling you. So when you start talking about, they're like, are you kidding? He's our sovereign. They know Jesus' power. They know his power to shut their life off. He, they know that. They know that he decided to be merciful to us because we were victims of a takeover, a genetic takeover. We became part of, the, of, of, of Satan's genome. They know that. They don't, they're not operating on the slips and slivers that we're stuck with. And so as we go forward and in digging into this thing, I need you to be very clear and understand our job is to find out where the devil is. Our job is to identify and isolate and extract seducing spirits. That's our job. Our job is to know when the word of God is under attack, not just the word and text, the word and the man, Christ Jesus, who's the Logos. Jesus is under attack, and these prophets are excited about it. Yeah, yeah. This man is under attack. His 2,000-plus years of work oh, is anybody hearing me?
3: Yeah,
2: is being destroyed, shredded like, a, like somebody hacks a computer. Instead of in. these prophets are for the virus, so that they can undo what this man has done all of this year, centuries and centuries, from the the early church till we got to to the medieval church. And Then we 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 had to. We've been Jesus has been here before. He, he knows this. Okay, say He's been here. He understands this. But you cannot say, well, I love God, and y'all shouldn't be in politics when politics predates the church. But Israel was a nation, not a church, not a congregation. You cannot make a judgment call on us based on your congregation and your pastor's teaching. You have to go and get this. And those were six chapters and 20 verses you might know, not enough. Not enough. And when you listen to my... My teaching on the history of prophecy—you're gonna find out because I run that thing and I make those connections. Because a quality apostolic prophetic educator is gonna be an enormously effective weaver of truth, and we weave it and we flow it through. And this is what this meant, and this is why this happened, and this is where this was. I'm I'm a book. Did I have a book here. I saw a book here. Anyway, one of them. No. Uh, Before the garden, it was here. Oh, here it is down here. I see it. Hold on. It's here. It didn't walk away. (laughs) Here's a few more hundred pages of research. Okay. I don't even know how many these are. Glory to God. Three hundred and sixty pages before the garden. Every apostle, every prophet, and treatise on. God's experience with his creation from eternity to eternity. That's what it's about. And we have a whole lot in here to talk about the, the, the continuum. I call it a continuum because God, this thing goes all the way back to before the foundation of the world. As a matter of fact, Proverbs 8 has Lady Wisdom saying it's before everything else, that she was before everything else, and God chose wisdom before he went to work doing anything. So that's the continuum. The continuum as a guard, 2.13. The continuum exists and continues to guard God's purposes and carry out his will because of what the preceding lists relate about him. You'll have to go and get those lists. Amen. Thank you, His words are not just his thoughts sounded aloud they are how he does everything the spoken word is also how the lord empowers his handiwork to behave according to his will the charts at the end cover all of the areas god's divine communications address and demonstrate how he through the continuum connects other worlds to his own they also explain how continuity consistency and contiguity all unite to facilitate his perpetual rule of all creation. Continuum messengers should respect the numerous branches of God's kingdom and actively stir up his people's faith in them. They can only do this when continuum knowledge and persuasive communications congeal to impart its sage wisdom. However, there is one more kingdom worth mentioning because it is instrumental to the continuum. It is the beast kingdom mentioned in John's apocalypse, Mm -hmm. revealing it as integral to the mysteries that the Lord steadily unveiled to the earth since before the world began as its redemptive element. His absolute end time eschatology of the world to dispose of its sin is the reasons Christ brought John into his apocalypse in the first place. Like the devil, since they are intrinsically one and the same, the beast and his false prophet justify God's continuum. Huh. The classifications that sparked the great war in heaven discussed already started it all. Down through the ages, Satan's banishment and his seduction of one-third of the angels to sin with him propelled it forward. They are the constant driving its momentum. Each generation born into sin. The globe caught up in, caught in the grip of its law and sin and death, and God's merciful determination to save the souls and plant it in His Son before the foundation of the world all depend on the continuum to see His plan through to the end. The continuum is, also, is so deeply entrenched in the Almighty's future that Jesus already knows the rewards that He holds in store for those who endure to the end. He can promise this because Isaiah's prophecy says that he calls the end from the beginning. What could such a statement mean but that God is pursuing the outcomes that have nothing to do with what his creatures believe to be his objectives? God envisions from the outcome and then objectively plots the courses and offsets their complications to guarantee they come to pass. Is that Okay? Now, and those of you who are thinkers, because God gets his best work mileage with thinkers, those of you who are thinkers understand this. Understand this. And I'm going to keep saying it. And it's because you watch. It's going to be echoed all over. A theft is not a win. And we would not allow. I can't see one athletic team allowing that. And saying it. Now, they may have done it. They might have taken a fall, taken a dive, or whatever they call it. But as a rule, there's a lot of money to be lost in letting thievery disqualify you from what you are. So let's look at this. Do you all see the screen? This goes back to prophetic ed. When I was doing prophetic ed, I am bringing it back. And they're going to find whatever the teachings are. I know we have, do we have Oh, we do have them to bring back. Oh, yeah. You're going to get them. And you'll be able to spread it abroad. Let everybody learn how this thing came to be. Because prophecy, it has a rivalry called divination. And we've taught you so much about prophecy, we forgot to instruct you on its rivalry. Divination. God has an adversary. We only teach you about the advocate. Oh, we don't really teach you about his adversary. Yes. But God has adversaries, He has enemies. Jesus' cross has enemies. He said, There are those who are enemies of the cross. What does that mean? I mean, the cross is like 2,000 plus years ago. Why does that matter? I mean, how is that so? These are people who will not be crucified in their flesh, will not be crucified, will not accept that the death of Jesus Christ, the sovereign of creation, is what it took to rid the human genome of Satan's contaminants. That's the cross. He did it by the blood. If we could ever get to the point that our blood is completely purged, not just turned over, we would probably have a healthier state of existence. What happened in Eden compromised, corrupted the human genome, the whole entire gene pool. And so the blood of Jesus Christ had to, be sacrificed for it because what Jesus breathed into Adam in the garden was his blood, the blood of his God, his maker. And it's the blood of God that made Adam like God, which is what Satan wanted the bloodline. And we know that, and we know that the blood is for the soul because Leviticus tells us that it's the blood that is given on the altar to atone for our soul because the blood is the light of all flesh, which is why God is, was against them eating blood because all of the rituals, et cetera, that predated his people required blood sacrifice and eating the blood in an, in an effort to take in its energetic life into the body and assimilate it into them. So the, and all the animals were when you hear like but you know the blood of goats and all of the millions and billions of blood blood of animals could never do away with sin because the animals didn't sin unless you count the serpent and he was already sin so the animals did not sin a man did God said he had to subject creation to so the creation would not annihilate humanity yes. because they were strong. They were pure. They didn't have any contaminants. And those contaminants did not necessarily infiltrate them or infect them until they ate enough of the earth that God said was cursed because of Adam's sin. You understand? And if you are one of those people who love to explore things like this, you probably would appreciate taking time to go and, fit, uh, and contemplate what was this all about. That's what those recordings that I did will tell you. Divination originated with Cain. Yeah. You need to get the teaching to find out how. And then when it stopped, when God ended it, he did something very peculiar. We had Adam's son, but Ham was the one that was the carrier of what was destroyed in the flood. Right. Right. Which is why him and his father's nakedness is woefully understated in Scripture. very important, need you to be clear on this. We are supposed to be God's walking, talking archives. We're the archives of the Almighty. Is this good to say? Is it good to know? It is our job to know God's history. We can't be so caught up on human misery that we ignore the history that precipitated it. Mm-hmm. Is that one? Because we we have to know God's story. This book is about God's experience with his creation. Because until people understand God's experience with his creation, on the back we talk about it, if we don't have the history of eternity, we cannot appreciate the the degradation or the destiny of the world, of the earth. And so, yeah, I'm going to keep fighting because I'm right. I am. I'm right. I'm right because I've got much more information backing me and accrediting me than those opposing me. Mm -hmm. But I will say to any one of you, if you're going to call yourself a journalist, you're going to call yourself a reporter, you're going to call yourself a correspondent, then you need to do your homework because anything less than that discredits you. Do your homework. Pick up the phone. Call so-and-so. Talk to the people. That's what the the other ones do. Now, granted, they haven't been doing it too much recently, but that's the foundation of that industry. But to just sit there and pick up a piece of gossip and have it strike your anger bone and allow it to inspire you to spew all of your views out without any type of restraint or any type of decorum. See, I can respect you if you did your work. You know, you just don't agree with me. That's okay. I can respect that. But for you to look like a clinic run amok, oh. that's difficult. And too many Christians do. They spew and spew and spew all of that soul stuff so that their wisdom, their logic, or even their points get lost in the foaming delivery.
3: They're foaming.
2: And I can use that phrase because that's what... Jude calls it.
0: I'm
2: in the book, the book's in me. I'm in the book because the book's in me. I'm in the book, it's how breathe. I'm in the book because the book's in me.
0: I love this one. Go ahead.
2: <laughs> when you read it, you know, and, and I, I'm, I'm again. I keep going back to because it's all I right know, and I know this because before God released me, He made sure I was becoming Him. See, a lot of us we are we stop that experience and we don't move into existence. Yeah. God wants us to more more than experience Him. He wants us to become His existence. Can I just say that? Was that all right? I want to see, because I need us to. I've been studying this a long time. I told you 16, 20 hours a day, because I want the man made sense to me. For the first time, he made something made sense to me about life and about the world, etc. So I just want you to know that I took this on because, well, God is God. I'm having fun right now. Jude, one thirteen. I'm in the book because the books in me. I'm in the book because the books in me. I'm in the book because of how I'm bred. I'm in the book because of books in me. I am of the breed. I am literally the breed of the Bible. Now a lot of you all are, but this is my show right now, so I'm talking about where I am. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So when you get yours, you do what you do. And so when, but here look at this. this is very important. I, 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 when you look at this, I want to start with um, um, Jude 10. But these speak evil of those things which they know not, but what they have naturally as root beasts in those things they corrupt themselves. Woe to them for they have gone in the way of Cain. I thought you might like that. And ran greedily after the error of Baal for reward. And perished in the gainsaying of Korah. These are spots in your feast of charity or love. When they feast with you, feeding themselves without fear. Now listen to this. Clouds, they are without water, carried about of wind. Trees whose fruit withereth without fruit, twice dead, plucked by the roots, raging waves of the sea, foaming out their own shame. Wandering stars to whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever. That's Bible. It's the book, the book that you were begotten of. When God begot us again by the incorruptible Word of God, it. raging, raging. I want to just say that. Did I say that? Raging waves of the sea, foaming out their own shame. Wandering stars, synonym for stars is messengers. <coughs> Wandering stars to whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever. Now, I want you to understand that saints have got to stop. I don't care what your calling is, I don't care what your office is. You have got to stop. Let's start acting intelligent again. Let's bring smartness back into vogue. Let the church be smart again. Let the
3: church be smart again.
2: And not not gullible. Let the church be smart again. Because it's important that you recognize this. Now, if you look at Mark 920 and you see the word forming again, it is actually related to a person who was demon possessed, a spirit that was tackling them and tearing them. And it says in the end of the statement, and he fell on the ground and wallowed foaming. When you think of a foaming mouth, That's like a seizure. Or somebody so angry because that anger is facilitated by a spirit. Wow. Or someone who is so broken and raised, they don't, they're, they're using rage to assuage that pain, that sorrow, that disappointment with life. Wow. Wow. So, to, to, you, know, I am, you know, my Bible says to me that I am supposed to cast down principality. If you look at um, slide five, cast down principalities and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. My job is to teach you. I don't have to do sword fights like that. I, I won't. That's just like yuck. Why do I need to do that when I'm good at what I do? I've got too much, too many. Every day. That's all I, all I can tell you. You can find me, and I don't just speak my words. You're not going to get a book from me and hear my testimony. Most people took, but they took a long time. I think the first time I put my testimony in anything was in the assessing your prophetic self. I usually don't talk about my testimony because I'm a witness for Jesus Christ. So my testimony is nice, but it's not pivotal or germane to what, I, to what God wants to do. But I want you to know Jesus Christ, and I use a lot of scripture in my work. All of you know that. Somebody talked to me about the scriptures that were in the dictionary, and then in before God, they were like, okay, so I I, I either have to write them down and come back to them, or I'm going to get to the Bible and not finish the book.
0: Right. There you
2: go. Why? Because when you are a messenger, Jesus said that, He who is sent speaks the words of him who sent him. Mm. He doesn't seek his own glory. I'm not seeking my glory. I think it's a glorious thing that Christ is in me, walking and talking. I think that's glorious. I think it's glorious that God cares about me knowing him so not just intimately, but intricately and intrinsically. Look them up. So I'm not, Jesus and I don't just have an intimate relationship. We have an intricate bond, and we have intricate, intrinsic fusion. He has intrinsically fused me with himself. So we don't know, I don't know whose thoughts are what. As a matter of fact, when my thoughts go off, that's when I find out the difference, because God is like, you know, that's not me. Mm-mm. Yeah. He'll tell you in a minute, that's not me. You you understand that God couldn't tell these prophets what was really going on because he knew that they were not going to back him. They knew they wouldn't back his play. He knew they wouldn't back him. He knew that they would celebrate anything that would oppose him because they were seeking their own glory. Now, I'm telling you, and I prophesied this to you because I wasn't wrong. I said Donald Trump would win, and he won. I said he went by a a, a landslide, and he did. He so much knew he did. He left Biden a note to say, Joe, you know I won. (laughs) (laughs) Because he had data. He did not just have disappointment. He had data. I did not, I didn't miss it. I am actually a true prophet, and you're a true diviner. It's, It's understandable. So that's why both things look right. And the only reason that you look brighter than me is because you are literally covered by the prophet called media. Mm -hmm. They prophesied this takeover, this country. They prophesied it. Then they executed it, and whoever pays them engineered it. So your divination looks right because they are the false prophets. But you can't say, but not with all of the proof that's out there, the fact that they don't even want to release the proof, they don't even want to hear it, they don't trust the public to hear what they're concealing, that tells me all day long I'm right. Yes. You know, that's what it tells me all day long. I had the, we have, I don't even know if we have it on. I think we have to undo your homework from the, is it the Time magazine. Yes. The Time magazine said I'm right. They told me I'm right. Didn't they tell me, did you get a chance to read it? You will love it. In the magazine, they said, well, yes, we did do this and yes, we did do that. And yes, we did block this. And yes, we did that, but we did it for, to protect our democracy. Right. That's what they said. They put it in print. So I said, so then you're actually saying that he's right. All of us who said it was a sham are right. And you're now spinning it as the protection of the land. So are we establishing a precedent where a sitting official can be charged as a threat to democracy by the campaigner who wants to get in his seat using unlawful, fraudulent techniques to do so? Is that what we're saying? Because that's what I got out of the article. So you're saying that uh, as long as the person campaigning for a seat Feels feels, 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 that the sitting official that they are campaigning against would be, would be, could be a threat to democracy. It is okay for them to use unjust, fraudulent, unfair techniques and methods to lock them out of the opportunity for fair competition. Is that what we're saying? Because that's what the article said to me. I don't know what it said to anybody else, but that's what it said to me. So you actually are telling me I'm right. See, if you're going to do it, do your homework, because it said I was right. It said it did exactly that to block Donald Trump from being elected. It wrote it in print, National Magazine. So, again, I told you I'm right, and I'm not changing because I can wait for God to reveal his truth. Yeah. I can wait. So here you are talking about, well, we're right. We said he would win, and Time Magazine is telling you what I said. Sure. Well,
3: come
2: on. So who is true? did I say that nicely?
3: You
2: did. Now, if you look.
3: <laughs>
2: did I
0: say it nicely?
3: You
0: <laughs>
2: So when you look at on the screen, you can see all of the elements that go into God's prophesying to his prophets. He told Moses, listen, you're gonna go and deliver my people, gave Moses the plan. Hence whenever Israel went to war, he gave the plan to the prophets. Yes,
3: he did.
2: Now you all gonna do this, and then we're gonna do this, you're gonna go around them. All you got is a statement. You need to go back and press God for the rest of the story. God has prophetic case. It's true. Case files. God has prophecy cases in the Bible. Moses has his own law cases. Okay? approved. You need to find what was approved prophecies. How about Balaam's case? Balaam keeps coming up. Jezebel. Okay? Keeps coming up. You understand that Ahab's prophets looked right until Ahab was killed.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> All of them with one voice said, listen, they go going to get Nica out of, out of jail, please, listen, please, uh, just say, say the right, come on. Now, encourage the king. Please, come on. you got to encourage him, come on. Encourage the king. Oh, this is good. I just want to do this on Wednesday. Okay, okay, I'll come over here so you don't have to change
1: the okay. 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 Encourage the king. King. You know, you smell. I do What Did they wash you? Up? They wash you up I've today? been in jail. Oh. <laughs> no.
2: Oh, oh, great kingly friends. You're going to win. Am I? Oh, if you say it, because you're not a lying prophet. So if you say it, I know it's... No, you're lying. Because you never tell me what I want. You, all, you always disagree with me. You never give me bad news. Slap. You never give me nothing but bad news, and all of a sudden you agree—you haven't agreed with not one of these four hundred plus prophets I got.
1: Okay, so you're right. So let me tell you what I saw. I was in the spirit. He took me to heaven, and I saw the Lord sitting around, and all these spirits were with him. And he said, in essence, in my own, how can I trip up Ahab? Because I mean to destroy him. And this spirit said this, and that spirit said that, and then, and then one. One voice rose from among all of them and said, I know what I'll do. What will you do? Said the Lord. I will be a lying spirit
2: in the mouth of this prophet. So you're trying to tell me that all of these people are lying and you're the only prophet in the whole realm who has the truth? Is that what you're trying to say? Back to jail with you. See, this is what, why did you bring me out of jail? Uh Because I didn't bring you for me. I already knew you weren't going to tell you, I brought you for Jehoshaphat because he for some reason doesn't think that I have a true prophet in the bunch. Can I, I finish, don't even know yeah, who I my my way back way back but, <laughs> No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah, we need to freshen you up a little bit. Go <laughs> pray. <friends.
3: laughs> I'm glad I read my Bible. My notes.
2: <laughs> Jezebel, strange thing. You're talking about over a thousand people said that, that they were the truth and that they were speaking truth. Difference between them and Micaiah and Ahab is that. Jezebel flat out said, these are my prophets or my nation's gods. These are my nation's gods, prophets. So they say what I want. And then, of course, we have the Edenic prophecies, meaning when we say that, I'm telling you that all of this goes back to Eden and before. It's so important that you get it. But if you can see now why Satan has to, Pervert the prophetic. He is always scouting for wobbly prophets, for naive prophets, for uncertain prophets, for confused, double-minded prophets, for duplicitous prophets, for money-hungry Balaam prophets. He's always trying to fill Balaam's company. Always. Prophets who will say whatever they are paid to say. He will do that until... Now, this is Jude is talking about Balaam in, um, at the end of the New Testament. We're talking about Balaam yeah. there. I mean, what, Jude, what are you talking about? Isn't he gone? I'm like, why are you saying that? And yet, when you look at it, 63, 63 matches in Scripture for Balaam. Wow. 63. Wow. And in the New Testament... He only has those three. Second Peter 2.15, the way of Balaam, the son of Basor or Beor, who loved the wages of unrighteousness. Jude 1.11. We just read Jude. And then Revelation. But I have a few things. I love this one. This is Jesus himself. Jesus is now sitting here talking to the church of Pergamos. And he says, but I have some things against you because you have with you those that keep the teaching of Balaam. And so I thought, teaching of Balaam? Like, did Balaam teach? And then he said, but he taught. He created perversion of the seed because he had the people of Moab because he tried to make it up to this king, that he didn't get that divine. With. Yeah, yeah. Okay, still trying. To the end. And so he had them have sex with the Israelites and it was a ritual act like an origin it's a ritual act and so and then after that they had to eat the food from the idols table and drink the intoxicants that went with the meal so when you think about the big deal about the, the whole dating thing dinner whining and dining and then So it says, by whose suggestion Balak made the children of Israel go out of the right way, taking food which was offered to false gods and going after the desires of the flesh. And you have those who keep the teaching of the Nicolaitans. And they were not very different from from Baal, not very different, just a broader suite of occult activities and witchcraft demonic practices, okay? And so... The reason that I make this thing because you understand these prophets. I'll give you the last thing. I think this last thing would be good. Wouldn't it be great? Got to be great. Is I'm still here. I didn't leave yet. And that is listen to the doctrines. When the doctrines are telling you fornication is okay, adultery is okay. When it's telling you that that a little drink and little drugs are okay. Drugs will help you see better. And when it tells you perverted sex is okay, all of those are are markers, but they're also requisites of idols to receive information from them or retrieve information from them. Mm -hmm. Sexuality, always there. Sorcery is drug addiction. Mm -hmm. Pharmacia, always there. Idolatry, always there. Some of them will try to tell you, well, you know, Jesus wasn't enough. Jesus couldn't have been. I often laugh at that. I said, but y'all do understand that Jesus was the mightiest man on the planet at the time he walked the earth. I don't think any mortal woman could have survived that. Because they didn't survive those giants. Those angels as giants. They didn't do it. And he would have invalidated his ability, his qualifications to go on the cross, which was to be pure and sinless. Because he didn't take a wife. Would be sent. So when you see all of those things, and then you see working rituals and and doing all kinds of objects, you know, like you know tarot cards, that's divination, astrology, divination. Why? Because the God did not name those angels and those heavenly bodies to pretend to be sovereign or or paternal deity for humanity. That's not what He did. Mm. They were to give us times and seasons, and you know the rest. So, yeah, I'm going to keep doing this. Uh, my next next two hours teaching will be out of my dictionary on the subject of divination. We're going to keep going through because we have to train you. The worst thing an academic program can do is give you only one side of the story, the upshot. Right. You are not armed. That's why Adam fell in the garden because he only had the upside of the story. The downside was held in that tree. And it was embodied by the serpent. So we're going to talk about divination a lot, and then when it's over, I'm going to have a nice profile, and we're going to have some attributes, etc. You have some, some. You can make some final statements, girl. Actually, I have one final
1: statement. Okay. And that is, this Sunday is Dr. Price's birthday. Yes she'll be 19 again again again. but this Sunday is Dr. Paula Price's birthday your birthday is actually on a Sunday surprise surprise she will be working she's preaching
0: I will be so we'll love you through it
1: (laughs) and so we want you to bless her if you uh, have a seed to sow sow it to the regular places where you sow to her we want her to be loved financially and with gifts and flowers and all kinds of things that we're definitely going to do on our end here in Tulsa But we want to make sure you know as well in the online family world that Sunday February 21st is Dr. Price's birthday and well nobody can imagine the kingdom without her so let's not try let's (laughs) bless her it has been quite a year she has been battling these strong men for a year she started really last february lambasting the lie the corona lie not that the virus wasn't real but what they were telling us about it she started that i remember the sunday she did it some of you may have been watching or were with us and she was Leading up to it, like, I'm about to go out here and walk on some water. Mm. At the time, I say, come on now, what are they telling us and everything like that. And has done, as we said earlier, over 100 apocalyptic prayer broadcasts on top of the other 100 broadcasts that she did throughout the year plus. And so we want to make sure that we uh, bless her life and so financially where we have received spiritually. These are biblical principles. So dig deep because, well, she digs deep consistently and make it happen because we want you to know that you are invaluable and breakthroughs are happening all over the place, and we just want to shower her with a whole lot of love. So let's just say you can't make it happen this Sunday, next week, whatever. Just keep it flowing. Let's see how long we can keep the birthday blessings going. I like that.
2: I do, and I thank you in advance for all of you all who will partake of my birthday celebration. And it kind of means a lot this year because she's right. This has been... A real slugfest, standing for God, fighting for the Lord, pushing against the darkness, pushing against the falsehood and the fox that's out there. Yeah, I was trying to, okay. But we all one because we all agree that Jesus Christ is Lord, that this is his nation, and we all agree that we must get his truth into the light, into the mainstream, again, that he can win the souls ordained to salvation i love you all dearly i will see you sunday at the congregation of the mighty where god stands share this share share and then have some good sharing and also make your way over to the do your homework page so that you'll understand what i'm saying and why that that what began was a prophecy for me has become evidence of god's truth being suppressed being hit And the word of the Lord being under attack. God bless you. Love you much. Have a great day.